Shamalechem, the Mishnah Yomi is continuing for Tanit Esther in the ninth chapter of Eruvin Mishnah Bet. The second Mishnah, Gog Godol Samachlakatan, a bigger roof which is adjoining a smaller roof. And we're talking about a situation where there's no Eruv between the two houses underneath. So an Eruv would allow all sorts of carrying between the houses and the roof, but here there's no Eruv. So what's going on here is Hagodol Mutter. They can carry from the house to the larger roof, Katan Asr, but the smaller roof is forbidden. Now what's going on is the smaller roof is narrower. So if you're on the smaller roof, then one of the sides of that smaller roof is entirely open without any barrier to the larger roof. But if you're standing within the larger roof on top of the larger house and you're looking towards that smaller roof, then you do have two sides. It's kind of like a letter T where the top of the T is the big roof. And imagine it's a nice big wide top of the T and it has two sides that are, you know, the edge of the roof or a fence or a barrier that sort of form a fourth wall. And then in the middle of that wall, it's open to the smaller roof. So that larger roof has enclosures on all four sides, whereas the smaller roof does not. It has sort of a closure or an edge on three sides, but that fourth side is wide open to the larger roof. Now, again, as we learned yesterday, if there were kalim utensils that are mutter to move on Shabbos that were already on the roof when Shabbos started, then they could be moved on that roof, but utensils in the house could not be moved up onto the roof. The mission continues with a similar case, Chatzar Gedola, Shnifritzelikatana. If you had a nice big Chatzar, a larger one, and then it was breached open into a smaller one. So there was a fence there or a wall there, and it fell down. Now you have this opening where the big one is open into the smaller one. Gedola Muteret, so they can still carry into the big courtyard, Ketana Asura. The small one, they cannot. Now, again, there's no Erev here between the two courtyards, so why can't they? The small courtyard has become like an entrance to the big one. Now, we have a similar layout here to the two roofs, and if you have the picture book, it helps, or the picture in the bottom of the art scroll, it helps, that the from the point of view of the smaller courtyard, they have an entire wall missing. So it's like they just have three walls now, and that fourth wall is wide open to the bigger courtyard. But from the point of view of the bigger courtyard, they still have walls in all four directions, even though they have an opening in one of the walls that opens into that smaller chatzar. This mission brings a final case, a chatzar shenifritza, the reshut of rabbi. So this time the wall fell not between chatzar A and chatzar B, but from chatzar A to the public street outside the Chatzar. So what's the din? Hamachnis rabim. Somebody who brings something from there to the Rishus Rabim, Omer Yachid, or from a private domain, like a house or apartment within that Chatzar, into this Chatzar, is Chayev. Divri Rabbi says he's Chayev. says we have a big problem here that in this Chatzar, the space where the wall used to be is considered Rishus Harabim. Now, the Taisa Vesyantav cites the Gemara that it's not really the original Rishus Harabim, the original street, but you understand if there used to be a wall right next to a street and then the wall is missing and you have a lot of traffic on the street, it will kind of overflow into that space where the wall used to stand. So, also the traffic being adjacent to Rishus Harabim. This area where the wall used to be has the status of Rishos Rabim, so somebody bringing from the house there 
is going to be a biblical transferring, a biblical malacha. Chachamim omrim, but the other sages say, from that area into the street itself, or from the street into that area, potter. Now, it's potter of us. You're not supposed to do that transference, but he's not chayiv on a biblical level. He would not bring a offering, a chatas, if he did it by mistake. Why? This new area created when the wall fell down and breached open is like a carmelite. Now, as we learned in Masechet Shabbat, we've mentioned in Erevin, a Carmelite is something in between. Carmel is like, it's like a vineyard. It's like this area where it's not really private, not really public. It's sort of an in-between kind of thing. So it, it's neither Roshos Rabim or Roshos Yachid. So rabbinically, it's forbidden to carry from a Carmelite to an individual domain, a private domain, Roshos Yachid, or to the public domain, the public street, but on a biblical level, it's kind of in between, and it's not biblically chayiv to bring an offering for doing that transference. Now let's go on to Mishnah Gimel. Now you notice that we, in all these cases in Mishnah Bet, we didn't tell you, the, the author of the Mishnah didn't tell you if the wall actually fell down on Shabbos or before Shabbos. So now we're going to say there's a chilok here. A courtyard where two of the walls fell down on two sides, or a breach on two sides, can bite, or also a house that had the walls breached and opened on two sides, it can mavui, or a mavui, or famous alleyway from the first parak, the first mishnah, now remember, the kora was the that top beam that we talked about in the first parak, the top beam was sort of forming what is ke'en, like, like a gate, like an archway, like a gateway, uh, like a tzuras hapetach even. Uh, like it looks like there's an opening over the mavui to separate it from the rishis rabim and the lechayov, or the, like the, the lechayayim, or the side posts to make it sort of like a doorway separating the mavui from the rishis rabim. So if those fell down, then what's the din? So mutarin Shabbat. So on that same Shabbat, if they fell down on Shabbat itself, they'd still be mutter to carry in those places. Again, if there was a shituf in the Mavui, then all the residents of the courtyards in the Mavui could carry. If there was a eruv in this chatzar, and the case of the house, of course, they could carry within the house, the kalim that are already in the house. So they say, if it fell down on Shabbat, they're mutter, but Oto Shabbat, that, that very Shabbat, they'd still be mutter to carry there. Asurin lati levot. But in the future, next week, they cannot carry. They'd have to fix it. They'd have to fix the walls or the lechi and kura. Divir Yehuda. That's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, im mutarin lo Shabbat. If they're mutter that Shabbat, mutar not to the vote. They should always be mutter. Im asurin not to the asurin lo Shabbat. He says, and if, and if they're going to, be, going to be forbidden in the future, it should be forbidden right now. It shouldn't be machalak this Shabbat versus next week. So we see the chilak here is Rabbi Yehuda holds that if it was the walls were good, the lechi and the kora were good when Shabbat started, then it's good to go. We saw a similar case if you had your heir of Tehumin existed when Shabbat started and then it was eaten by someone else later and animals got it later, then it's still good because at the moment Shabbat started, it was valid. So that's Rabbi Yehuda's logic. Rabbi Yossi says, no, it's not the case if it became invalid during Shabbat then that mechitza, that fence or border or wall is no longer valid for that Shabbat entirely. Uh, Yashar Koach, have an easy fast and a Chag Purim Sameach.